Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 28, To Wait or Not to Wait. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom. Hey, what's up? We're two guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So what's going on tonight? Anything exciting? Yeah. Besides your lasagna? Yeah, just polished off some homemade Trader Joe's lasagna. I love, I love that it's homemade Trader Joe's lasagna. That's... Yep. You know the fiance got it. She, she's busy right now. With... So she baked. She Tec- baked. Cooked, technically. I, she cooked, and I, it is very homemade-ish. But other than that, I mean, it. so guys, we're recording a couple nights early this week. Uh, so typically it'd be a Sunday, and we'd be talking about the Super Bowl. So you want to throw a Super Bowl prediction out there? I, I, think, I think the Eagles win by three. Wow, I'm 28-17 Patriots. I like the Pats. Pats by 11. I think I think the Eagles have have got it. I think they're owed. Well, I guess we'll see. I've got a I've got like a really uh, really long shot prop bet out there that first team to 10 points, nobody. So in other words, nobody scores 10 points. I win like three grand if I hit on that. So sounds unlikely, like but <laughs> we'll see what happens. Sounds like a Disney trip. <laughs> so in tonight's episode, we're going to talk about attractions that we feel are worth it to wait in line for and attractions that we feel that it is not worth it to wait in line for. Um, the attractions that it is worth it to wait in line for is probably going to ep- echo our favorite ride episode a little bit, but I think we'll have some kind of surprises that come out in the rides that we do not think it's a good idea to wait in line for. But before we get to that, we'll go, as always, to Tom with the news. Tom, what do we got for this week? Light news week. Going to hit that up front. Uh, a pretty light news week. But anyway, we will start in Epcot. And this is this is a big piece of news. Um, and all of us who are probably at least in your 20s and you were a Disney goer as a child remembers the Wonders of Life Pavilion. Well, it looks like it may be in the process of being restored now restored to what? We have no idea. But there have I really miss and, and I don't know about you, but I really miss Cranium Command. But even more than that, I really, really miss Body Wars. Really love Body Wars. You know, and and I went this just shows that the inner nerd in me. I, when I went to Disney World, I can vaguely remember Body Wars, Cranium Command. And so one day I just went on YouTube and, and did a ride, a, a point of view ride video, uh, video. And there was actually one guy who they like started the, the attractions up uh, for some kind of backstage pass deal. And the guy was by himself in the attractions with one cast member running it. And he said, I just want to get one last video of these attractions. That's awesome. And I don't really remember anything about Body Wars other than attacking a splinter. That was, that was kind of the, the main thing that I can, I can recall from there. Yeah, it, it was cool to rewatch it. Cranium Command is really funny. I mean, there's some pretty good humor in there that's uh, suitable for all ages. So we can only hope that Disney is revamping the Wonders of Life Pavilion to include attractions similar to that theming. Uh, but I did feel like that's noteworthy, especially for you folks that listen to us that have been longtime Disney goers. You know, that's something that you'll, you'll certainly remember. 
Moving over to Hollywood Studios, a couple, couple pieces of news here. One is just for all of our Star Wars fans out there, including Pete. Uh, Star Wars Galactic Knights will return May 27th. It'll be one night only. Uh, and to to remind you what that is, it's it's a hard-ticketed event, and it it's Star Wars-themed. You get little Star Wars spoilers, unique merchandise. You know, there's a chance you, um, you know, maybe hear something about Galaxy's Edge. You know, it's, uh, again, pure speculation. Uh, but again, it's one night only. It's May 27th. Ticket info has not been released yet. I would imagine it'd be at least 100, 120 bucks a ticket. It's probably expensive, and it's only a couple hours. I think it's from 7 to midnight or something like that. And if, if I remember correctly, they did something similar to this in, in 2017. And I, didn't they only have, like, two of the four attractions open? Something like that. Yeah, it's like, come on, it's, it can't be that hard to staff a few more people <laughs> to run run the entire park. But uh, And now we're going to turn the rumor mill a little bit. A potential rename of Disney's Hollywood Studios. And the name we found, Cinemagine Park. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, and I, I can't. Not a fan. You know, I, I wish it was still MGM, personally. I agree. I didn't have a problem with MGM. Disney's lost that partnership, but I think there's better places that they could go than Cinemagine Park. Yeah, and you know, it doesn't even it doesn't even roll off the tongue well. I mean, I I'd be shocked if this is what they settle on, but that that is you know some rumors that have been shared with us. I have nothing else to say. I, I don't want to you know tell you one way or the other. I, I can't guarantee this will be the name, but we'll we'll continue to monitor it because I mean, most Disney fans, it matters what the park name is and. Cinemagine Park does not do it for me. No, it's no nowhere near Hollywood. I get it. I mean, I understand it because you have like the cinema. I mean, you have Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Beauty and the Beast. I mean, they they don't want to lose that movie theme. I guess better places they could go than Cinemagine. I can tell you that. I agree. I agree. Last bit of news is uh, is pretty cool piece of news if you're a Disney Dining Plan participant. If that's something that is a must do on your vacation. Disney Dining Plan is now accessible with mobile ordering. This is something that we long, uh, you know, for quite some time, I guess we've said, hey, it probably will happen eventually. You know, the app is updated to a point where you can track your meals. You know, I know on our vacation, every day I would update it and check how many snacks we have left, how many counter service, quick, you know, everything, uh, or over-the-counter service and dining service and sit-down meal, whatever, whatever terminology you want to use. But mobile ordering, that's big. Huge news. I mean, this really helps you make the most of your Disney vacation, right? You don't have to wait in line for your food anymore. You can get in there, order it online in advance, get in there, pick it up, and, and go. And so instead of wasting, you know, an hour at the quick service restaurant, maybe you're only there for 25 minutes. That's that's huge. Yeah, this tells me two things. One, it tells me that Disney is, is doing their best to become more efficient and move forward with the tech, technologically savvy folks that, I mean, you look at the the Chick-fil-A's of the world, the Starbucks. I mean, you see them doing mobile ordering and being successful. But two, it tells me that it was successful, that more people were going to mobile ordering than not. And more people with a dining plan were probably asking them, why can't I mobile order and apply it to my dining plan? So moving in a good direction, especially for, for folks like Pete and I, when we go to Disney, it's all about efficiency and how much how much can we do in the, you know, the, the, the limited of time. time we have there, yeah, right. Exactly. You know, we can't go there for a month at a time, unfortunately. But yeah, that, maybe someday. Maybe someday. Hope you know it, it will happen someday. I'll I'll blow a life savings or something. <laughs> but uh, that's all we have for the news, or that's all I have for the news, Pete. If you have anything you want to highlight, please feel free. Nothing from me. So with that, we will roll straight into tonight's main topic. 
to wait or not for to wait. So, Tom, how do you want to do this? Because I, I know that there are some rides that I have on my list that you're going to adamantly disagree with. And I know that you've got some that I'm going to adamantly disagree with as well. So how do you, how do you want to do this? Let's go, let's go draft, let's go draft style. Um, start with just go, what is worth it? It's worth it to wait. And uh, okay. maybe do five apiece with an honorable mention. Okay. I'll let so, you, I'll let you start it off. Yeah, I'll, I'll start. Cause I always start apparently. My number one ride that I would always wait for at, at Disney World, specifically at Magic Kingdom, is Splash Mountain. I don't think I really need to go into the details of why that is. Everybody knows how I feel about that ride. Everybody knows that I ride it every time I go there. The line is not that great until you kind of get in and you start seeing some of the characters. But it's a line that I don't have a problem waiting in because to me, that ride, as long as it is, is, is worth you know whatever wait you have. Yeah, and and listen, you know, guys that are listening to us, this topic is is based upon longer wait, longer wait rides. So rides that we see that historically have a longer wait, is it worth it? Back to what we're talking about here, Pete. I think Splash Mountain is worth it. I, I would have to agree with you there. It's not on my list, but most people go to an amusement park, a theme park, and they know there's a water ride they may want to do, and you tie that into being in Florida. And Splash Mountain as the centerpiece of Frontierland, it's a ride that, you know, with the briar patch, with the different theming, and with sometimes it's just so hot, it's nice to get on a water ride and cool down a little bit. So I, I would agree. I, I do think this one's worth the wait, uh, especially with the fact that how long the ride is. You know, there's not many attractions that long in Disney World. And then from from the Thrill Junkie standpoint, not only do you get the big drop at the end. You get like four mini drops yeah, in there too. You, you get a few surprising ones, and, and for, for somebody who maybe is riding it for the first time... You that, can get them wet. You get them soaked. You can get them soaked, depending on which side they sit on. Don't sit on the right side. <laughs> and then that first drop, the little baby one, it you honestly have the sensation like, oh man, this because most water rides are up and down. It's not the storyline. So not a, not a bad choice. I, I'd agree with you, and I knew you were going to pick this one. I mean, this is... Well, I think everybody could have could have called that immediately, right? Right. All right, what you got? So moving on, I, it's flight of passage for me as my number one. No matter what the wait, it's worth it. So four hour wait, you're you're waiting in it. I think I think so. It it was it's unlike anything at Disney World. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, and I know we've hit on this on the, in the Tom Tom does Disney episode, uh, maybe episode 24, 23, something like that. But it is an unbelievable sensation and everyone in your party will, or everyone in the attraction will walk away with a different thing they saw or thing they loved. Disney world has knocked it out of the park with this ride. I was in the group that I was in. Yes, there were some fast passers, but yeah, there were some standby people and I, there was not one sad face walking off that attraction. And I haven't been on it. So I really can't judge either way if it's worth waiting in line for or not, but I will say that the continued long lines kind of speak to the fact that, yeah, people do think it's worth it to wait in line. And, and, and another part of it, and this is one thing that I, I regret, you know, when we went to Animal Kingdom, we didn't just rush right over to Flight of Passage. We had a fast pass. We had our, uh, other parts of our day planned. We were only there one day. The queue is, is everything I've seen is incredible in it. And if people are waiting as long, to your point, if they're continually waiting two and a half to four hours, there's a reason. 
obviously there being entertained in the queue, and the ride is absolutely worth it. Uh, so if I had to pick my one ride right now in Disney World that's absolutely worth the wait, it's Flight of Passage. Okay. I, I think I can get on board with that, with even without having seen the ride. So moving on, my number two. And I don't think anybody's going to be surprised with my number two choice either. I kind of talked about this is my favorite queue at Disney World, and that is Expedition Everest. You know, Sometimes I, I like to just wait in the standby line for this just to see the queue because the fast pass line goes too fast. And I feel like you miss so much of that rich detail that Disney's put into the queue of this ride. And it doesn't hurt that the ride itself is great too, even though the Yeti leaves a little bit to be desired. Okay, so th- this may be the, our first disagreement. I've raved about the queue in this podcast. There are episodes that you can call me out on it. The queue is fantastic. I guess depending on what the party you're going on the ride with, single rider, if you can't get the fast pass, single rider is, is in my opinion, the, your best option. You want to, you, we, talk, we preach efficiency. And if you're not going with someone, like if you're going with somebody who doesn't care about splitting the party up, you can ride it multiple times in single rider. Yeah, you can. You're you're right. You absolutely can. But I don't know. I think that you miss a lot. Kind of like Flight of Passage. I think you miss a lot by not going through that queue. And I think it's the same with Expedition Everest. The queue really sets the story and kind of leads you into the ride. I, I, it's tough for me to go back to the time in my life where I had never ridden it because now that I've seen the queue multiple, 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 multiple times, it's you run right through it. Yeah, sing, I run one. It's just let's ride it. Single rider is what I usually choose. So, well, I, well, I disagree with you. I completely understand uh, from the purpose of what we're trying to convey here. It, it's definitely worth it. Okay, what you got? I know you're going to disagree. I don't even want to say it yet. I. I I couldn't not say Space Mountain. You guys hear me obsess over you were Space going Mountain there. all the time. This is I'm not I'm gonna hit you up front. This is not a, a entertaining queue at all. It, it is, is the worst second worst queue at Disney World, I would say. I'm gonna hit some nah, high maybe points. not that high. I'm gonna hit some high points to it. It's air conditioned. That's the only high point I have. I mean that's the only high point I have. Outside of the the attraction itself being one of the most unique and cool dark attractions at Disney World. And then if you look at the history and um, you know what this ride actually advanced from a technological standpoint. It's a super neat ride, and th- I don't go to Disney and not ride it as many times as I can. So that that's no, one of those that's uh, worth it for me. And I understand from a ride standpoint, but I hate this queue. I hate this queue with a passion. And every time I think about this queue, do you hate it because of how of, how long it is? I I don't know. I I get this feeling every time I think about the Space Mountain queue. And it's it's the music that we have playing over the outro for our podcast. You're down in that tunnel, like way, you know, deep down underground. You're stuck there. You're not moving. There's millions of people around you, and that music's playing in the background. It's kind of right where those windows are that kind of bulge out as you walk by them. Yep. You're looking at space. That's what I think of when I'm in that queue, or when I think about that queue, and I just think about how miserable it is. The only positive is yes. It is indoors and it is air conditioned, but I would much rather be in the queue for, say, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, in an actual cave than I would be in just that black room. I think the biggest issue with it, it, you played Nintendo 64 growing up at some point. Do you remember the never ending stairs in Mario 64? Yep. That's the Space Mountain queue because every turn you're like, oh, we have to be near the end. 
and you're oh, not. Oh, we're almost there, and you're not. Not even close. I think if you look at is the, is the attraction worth it? Is it the highlight attraction in Tomorrowland? Is it an air condition? Yeah, all those. And, and I mean, of course, it's my favorite attraction. That what more can I say? Okay, I'm on board with the attraction. I just I just hate the queue. That's yeah, fair. That's fair. So I'm going to go to something that is similar. Love the attraction. The queue's not great, but I would wait in line for it. And that is Kilimanjaro Safaris. Oh. When when Animal Kingdom first opened, this used this used to be a lot worse. The waits here used to be insane. I feel like they've gotten a lot better since Pandora's open. But they still get pretty long. You know, you still see 60, 70, 80 minute lines here. But I love this attraction because you really never know what you're going to get. You could have an experience with with a different animal every time you go on this attraction. And to me, if you can't get a fast pass for Kilimanjaro Safaris, it's still worth waiting in that queue to experience that line, even though the queue is not not good at all. Man, I'm not waiting in this queue. Period. It's not. I mean, it's not. This like is my... this is kind of the gem. Well, up until Pandora opened, this is the gem of of Animal Kingdom. It's not. It's not like top five worst queues or, or, or lines that are not worth the wait because it certainly is. You never know what you're going to get. That's the unique thing about this attraction, but. Man, it is a It's a bad queue. queue. Yeah. I I personally just I can't tell you the last time I didn't have a fast pass for this because well, the people And I was going to I was just going to say that I can't remember the last time I actually waited in this queue, but if I could not get a fast pass for it, I would. I will tell you a little Disney secret. You know, we have people tweeting and listeners that ask for some Here's a little bonus secret. Right now with the way Animal Kingdom is constructed, go straight to Kilimanjaro, you walk on it multiple times. You know, people aren't going there. Only not not a knock on the attraction, more of a, a compliment to Pandora. But I would say that you really, I mean, you could ride it multiple times, but it's not really worth it to ride it multiple times back to back to back, right? Because, because you're not you're not seeing a whole lot different. That's good. You point. know, in in between there, it's is it worth it to ride first thing in the morning and then in the evening? Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Not darkness. We're talking sunset here. Darkness <laughs> is not worth it. Yeah, can't see anything in the dark. Correct. They don't I, hand out flashlights. I, this is another one where I just I love the attraction, but it's, I'm not wait. I'm not. I'm not waiting in that queue. Okay. What's your next one? So, again, this these are queues that I find worth it. Okay. And Pete's gonna rip this one to shreds, I'm sure. Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin. Hate hate the queue. All I can think of is is being corralled in that room with the talking Buzz Lightyear, and going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And hearing like the six phrases that Buzz Lightyear has to say a hundred times. I, I you you have hit the weak point. I didn't think you would remember that portion, but yes, he has four <laughs> or five, maybe six phrases. And this cue screams like it, it I don't I don't even remember when this this ride probably is what, early two thousands? Maybe oh, late nineties. I, I mean it screams that kind of theming. When you look at the walls and the, the, it's almost like the wallpaper they put up. But I enjoy it because I am a Toy Story nut, and I am grossly, exp- I'm just, uh, I'm not, I don't want to brag, but I'm pretty good at Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin. And that <laughs> is, if you want to settle any kind of debate, all right, let's hop in a Buzz Lightyear. You get your own, I'll get my own, and we'll see who comes out with a higher score. It's a fun gun game. It's it's a fun shooting game. It's a childhood memory too, and that's probably part of it. I mean, this was I went to Disney as a kid, and this was something that was open. And I wasn't at, at points in my life wouldn't believe it now, but I wasn't tall enough for some some rides, and this was one that one that we did every year. 
Late '98 is when this ride opened. Okay, so I was right. On, I was near on top of it, and and you would know that when you walk in. You, you would, and and it's definitely starting to show its age. No question about that. The vehicles themselves are a little run down. The guns don't work quite as well as they used to. It's a good ride, and and the wait times have been not that bad the last couple of times I've gone to Disney World. You know, twenty minute waits, fifteen minute waits, something like that. The, the wait times haven't been really that bad. Would I wait in line that long for it? Absolutely. Am I going to wait? I can remember waiting an hour and a half for this ride, and it was awful. Well, and I'll tell you, what what drives this wait time up in today's Disney World is when Space Mountain's over 100 minutes. People see that. Or, cl- or closed. And, the, and they walk, and they say, well, we're going to walk over. And that's what drives everything in Tomorrowland. Space Mountain is the centerpiece, and that's what... You know, it drives people to Monsters, Inc. It drives people to Buzz Lightyear. And it's what Disney wants. I mean, they want people spread out and enjoying the park. But, you know, this is one of those, if I, say I couldn't get a Fast Pass for it, it means enough to me. I'm waiting 40, 60 minutes to do it. Well, moving right along, my next one is one of the few rides in Hollywood Studios right now. And that's Tower of Terror. Love the ride. I think we've, I think we're on the same page there. But I like the queue, too. Not when you're outside the hotel, but once you get into the hotel... Once you're in the lobby, once you're going down in the boiler room, it's a cool queue. It's it's and that is the difference between a good queue and Space Mountain. <laughs> because there's not just some windows of space to look at. There's actually things to look at and things to see. You know, that boiler room, it feels like you are in a basement of a hotel. Space Mountain just feels like you're in a dark room with techno music playing. I think you're purposely trying to anger me. I am a bit. You know, I, and this is on my list, so I'll go ahead and knock it out. I mean, Tower of Terror was, was one of my choices as well. And I, I hear what Pete's saying, and I agree with everything. I actually appreciate the outside portion of the queue once it becomes dark. And I have two reasons for that. One, it makes it feel pretty daggone ominous. It's pretty creepy, right? I mean, it's creepy. They have the mist going. It's not very well lit. Of course, it's safe. It's It's Disney World. But... It, it, it starts to get you in the mood. And number two, and this is something I did not realize until our most recent trip to Disney World, they were actually doing the Christmas projection show on Tower of Terror. It's essentially a 15-minute show. Uh, it, it's shown for three consecutive hours, basically. I foresee Disney doing more of this with as popular as projections have come. It's really cool to be that, you know, that close to Tower of Terror. And, it, of course, you want to see the show first if it's like a 15-minute cycle because when you're that close, it's tough to see everything. But mm-hmm. it's neat, you know, standing right under it, hearing that music, you know, kind of watching the show. So th- those are the two reasons I appreciate the outside. And then the inside is ridiculous. Once you well, step the ride, foot, the ride itself, too. You know, it's, 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 again, it's not like a typical amusement park ride where it would lift you up and drop you down and that's it. You get off and you go on your merry way. There's a whole ride experience that goes along with it. It's it's worth. It makes it feel worth that wait. And then the sensation of the drops is randomized. Mm-hmm. You know, you there are some there are some little tips that you'll pick up on. If I see this on the screen, you know, we're going all the way back up. If I see this on the screen, the show you know the show's over. Uh, th- there's a couple things that can indicate what may happen next. But to Pete's point, I mean, you walk in that hotel, you see how aged spiderwebs everywhere. You walk and you watch, You go into the twilight zone. You step into the boiler room, and and then the cast members they sell it, man. They sell no, they it. They absolutely sell it. Yeah, it's kind of the haunted mansion to the next level, right? 
It, it is, and and one of my favorite parts, and it, it's not something that you know it really depends on the cast member, but they'll be checking your seatbelts. They'll say, okay, everybody, hands up, and they'll check your seatbelts, and as they close the door, they say, now leave them there. I mean, it's just like the oh, yeah. They've all kind of got they've all kind of got their little sayings as they you know wish you good luck or and, you know and, whatever. And you can't break them. I mean, you cannot break them out of that character. No, no. And I, we've we've talked about this before. So I'm I'm all in. That was and that was my next one. So maybe I'll I'll grab my last one and then flip it back to you. Okay, go for it. I'm gonna say Soren, and I've been to Disney oh with Pete, God. and he doesn't like this cue. Let me let me preach why I think this is uh, uh, worth the wait. One, the attraction's fantastic. No no argument there. Love the attraction. Soren, while maybe I liked the older one, older version better, is it still puts a smile on every person's face. In the theater, you know the the smells, the leaning with the hang gliding, the the wind in your face. It is very very unique. Yeah, no no argument for me there. the The attraction is incredible. It's you know it's kind of one of the highlights at, at Epcot. But but here's my reason too, and I know a lot of people will kill time on their cell phone in a wait. You don't have cell phone service in the wait in the uh, in the queue rather at Soren, but there is Wi Fi you can connect to all throughout Disney World. I'll add, and it sometimes it works better than others. In in my, in my last Disney vacation, all four of us, all th- oh, this day was Epcot. Yes, yeah, so there was four of us there. We all connected to the Wi-Fi and we played the trivia game on the wall. And if you, the group of people I had with me actually enjoys trivia, so it made the time. We we waited standby. We had to, and it made the time just fly by. So that's why not only is the attraction great, I think the queue's fun too. Completely disagree. It's a thousand people crammed into a narrow hallway. And it's not like a queue, you know, like Tower of Terror or like Haunted Mansion where you're moving. You move when the next show, you know, when the next show starts and people are loaded into the theater. That's the only time you move. So you're standing around and waiting a lot. It's a lot of trivia time. It is a lot of trivia time. Well, going over to my last one, and I think you'll probably disagree with this one. uh, It's Star Tours. Star Tours is an attraction that every time I go to Hollywood Studios, I have to hit. And if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have to wait in line for it, I'm okay with that. Typically, the line is not very long, and it's Star Wars themed. I mean, come on, you walk through an Ewok village, you you see a walker, you know, you see spaceships. It's it's just a great themed queue. You know, it, it, this one's interesting, and this probably will display that we're not trying to just discuss queues here. We're actually it's it's the total experience from the start to the finish. This is one where I have no issue with the queue. I do enjoy Star Wars. I'm not. I wouldn't call myself a Star Wars buff, but I, I enjoy the Star Wars franchise. But I, I, I just don't think this ride's very good. I think this ride is on the level of where Body Wars was, which I loved. Well, sim- simulations have, have become different. Well, they have, and and I've not been on Flight of Passage, so which is you know in the same vein as Star Tours is. Yeah, and, and and that's where I I have the issue with just I mean I see this weight, and this could be predicated on the fact that Hollywood Studios just doesn't have a ton to offer. I mean this weight's forty to sixty minutes most days. This to me this attraction is not worth it. The attraction, the queue, the 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 little gift shop at the end, the Star Wars theme, the you know when you get to see the kids do the Jedi training. I mean everything there is fantastic. I just don't think the attraction lives up to where it should be, you know, in today's theme parks. 
I guess for me, the thing I like the most about the attraction is the randomness and the fact that you don't know what you're going to get. They've cut that out a lot. It used to be a lot more random. So, you know, you're, you're kind of locked into certain planets now with the new movies coming out. But, but that, to me, does a whole lot. I know that it ends up being the same ride regardless, but, you know, you get a new experience every time you go on it. Imagine if Tower of Terror had a different story every time you went on it. You know, you still would go through the hotel, you'd still have the drops, but you had a different story. That's kind of my feeling about Star Tours. Well, I mean, I mean comparing it to the Tower of Terror though, I mean, I get that I get that sensation of losing my stomach no matter what we do. When I'm in Star Tours and and maybe this is because I've done a simulation that's similar to flight like, you know, a flight of passage. I mean, I lost my stomach in Flight of Passage and it's a simulation. I have heard, and we don't talk, we, this is purely a Disney podcast, but I've heard Universal's Harry Potter attraction, that simulation is out of this world. I don't think Star Wars, Star Tours rather, Star Tours lives up to what a simulation is today. Now, is there reason to ride the attraction? Yes, especially, and I'm not going to ruin anything, as Galaxy's Edge gets closer, there is an ending that is necessary for your transition into Galaxy's Edge. But, that, I mean, that, that's just it. I, I just don't find Star Tours that appealing of an attraction. So I'll have to say not worth it, but I understand why you're saying it's worth it for you. So that wraps up our worth it. Now let's now let's go to the fun part. Let's talk about the rides that we do not feel are worth it. Yeah, now we're going to be animated. Yeah, I'll let you go first on this one. It's This is probably going to rub, rub some people the wrong way. My number one, not worth it. I don't care if the wait's 30 minutes. Because, again, we're talking about rides and attractions that have long waits. The wait could be 20 minutes. I'm not sitting in line for Navi River Journey. <laughs> it's not good. It's not a good attraction. I it on, I don't want to compare it to It's a Small World because it's way, It's not as nearly as annoying. But, man, it's you don't see anything. I mean, the two people in my party knew that I, I had to ride it for podcast reasons for personal reasons, to say I did it. And they tried to almost fake it until I said, I don't like it. And they're like, hey, yeah, it didn't do much for us either. <laughs> and I haven't been on it, so I really can't comment either way. Well, I can comment it's... for both of us. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, I, I hate, I don't want to give somebody an opinion where they walk into something expecting the worst. It's a very short boat ride. You don't see very many things. The animatronic at the, the, animatronic at the end is ridiculous. But again, it's a mm-hmm. very brief I mean, I, I, it's a very brief version. I mean, it's a very brief view. It's very quick. It's the only animatronic in the in the entire attraction that you see. And it's just, I'd rather ride Frozen. Okay. So that's mine. That's my not worth it. I understand you haven't ridden it, so that's tough for you to comment on. Yeah, I can't really comment. But, you know, from hearing you talk about it and hearing others talk about it, I can I can get on board with that. And 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 you heard the raw, uh, the raw answer right after I got off. I called you. Because I called yep. you before we walked. I said, hey, we just landed this fast pass. Can't wait. I'll let you know how it is. And then you heard the anger in my voice afterward. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but you weren't quite as angry as you would have been if you had waited an hour and a half for it. Oh, you are absolutely right. Yeah. God sent a, uh, an angel to give me a fast pass. <laughs> Wouldn't have been a good day for you. All right. So my number one not worth it, and I know you're going you're gonna to hit me on this, is Test Track. So you don't like riding the fastest ride in Disney World? You don't think that's fun? It's okay. Oh, that's pathetic. Right. I'll let you go. I'll let you go. Um, I'm I'm trying to gather my thoughts here so I can talk about this 
concisely. I guess my biggest problem with this ride is that there's nothing really good about it until you burst through those doors and you hit 60 miles an hour going around the track. Otherwise, you're just kind of flipping around in the dark. You know, it's kind of like a tamer Mr. Toad's Wild Ride with some UV lights. Until you hit that, until you hit that door and you're, and you're heading outside and you're going 60 miles an hour, I don't know, it doesn't do anything for me. And, and I think that this line is consistently long. Granted, you can get around that with a single rider to a certain extent, but this line's consistently long and it's not worth waiting in. Okay, where do, where do, I have to figure out where to begin here. <laughs> I'm a huge Test Track fan. I think it's a fantastic concept. Do I miss the old Test Track? Yeah, I mean, of course I do. I think most people would agree with that. But I have so much fun creating my vehicle. And, and, and again, this is that competitive gene. You, know, you guys hear me talk about Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. But let me stop you right there. Okay, you have a lot of fun creating your car, right? I could buy you a set of blocks for like $5 and you could create your own car. And it would be a lot cheaper than the time you waste standing in line for test track. No, no. It, it's fun getting in there, especially when you have strange, you know, not, you know, different folks and different people on their vacations creating their version of the perfect, most efficient test track vehicle. It's fun. I mean, it's fun competing. And I don't sit in the car and say, oh, look, look, I'm the winner. I'm the loser. But it's yeah, fun knowing. You, you do sometimes. Well, when I'm in there, with, you know, in the same car with you and the other Mindu, uh, Mindu Disney crew, yeah, of course, it's a it's a two on two competition. But we we went last time and we had four people at Epcot. Uh, Tim and I both vowed to not create the vehicle because the other two people, my mom and fiance, had never created their own vehicle. So it was cool to to watch them figure out, hey, what's the best route and what's the best way to go here? Because honestly, I know the cheat and I have to stop myself from doing the cheat. <laughs> Inside Test Track itself, you know, in the when you're sitting in your car and you're going through the different obstacles, I agree that there are some. It does lack a little bit of punch. Punch. Um, you know, and, and I compare this to Radiator Springs Racers. Like that has, I don't know, that has characters. It has things going on. It just feels like Test Track. Okay, we're gonna go through this tunnel and we're gonna flash some lights at you. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I just like the entire experience, and and you know, leaving this is so stupid. It's going to sound so stupid to a lot of our listeners, but when we finish the ride, our second day in Epcot, you know, there's a lot of little games you can play, and probably designed for kids. But my fiance and I went to one of them where you can actually like scan your Magic Band, get your car that you built, and race it on this little like video game racetrack. Okay, we had a freaking blast. I mean, I, I don't know, dude. I, I, it's one of my favorite things to do in Epcot outside of, you know, outside of Soren and World Showcase. So I could not disagree with you more here. Okay. And, and that's fine. I just, if I don't have a fast pass for this ride or, or, the, or the line is not, you know, 10 minutes, I'm, I'm not riding. It. That's not true. We waited. We waited standby. Okay. We, we talked you into it. <laughs> I think you talked me into it. All right, what's well, we your had, what's your a, number we two? We had a delicious margarita from from Mexico to drink <laughs> while we waited. I didn't need to be talked into it at that point. All right, what's your number two? Number two is Big Thunder. Uh, <sighs> the, the queue itself it offers nothing. 
you know, if we're hitting the total ride experience from the second you walk, you can like spin some wheels and you can, yeah, you're absolutely push right. Some levers and they do stuff, nothing, but they do nothing. They do nothing. And then, and then the attraction itself, if you don't get back row and most people are on the secret now, you go down most of the quote unquote drops kind of half speed. It's an older, it's a, it's an older roller coaster. And then they let everything and they release it's, Disney has not updated this ride, I feel like, in 20 years. I know they've gone down for refurbishment and renovation. They have added nothing that adds appeal to this ride for me. Now, I, now, I say that. I rode it five times last trip. But it's because I'm in Frontierland. I'm waiting for my Splash Mountain Fast Pass. You know, it's not because I enjoy it. And and you rode it because it was a short wait at that point. Not because, you know. It was during the Christmas. It was, it was a very merry Christmas party. It was during the parade. And my mom wanted to watch the parade. My fiance and I would, would really wanted to get on the ride, so that's that's what we did. Okay, no, and I and I, I agree with you. the The queue doesn't offer anything. The attraction itself is kind of ho hum. You know, there are people that love this ride. I'm I'm really not one of them. That surprises me. I mean, that, it's, it's okay. I mean, it's just it's okay. I mean, that's that's where I am with. I mean, it's we. I've been to Disney World when this was closed for refurbishment. And you didn't miss it. It was Mendu Disney trip, wasn't it? Yeah, Mendu Disney trip. It was closed for refurb, and, and, and we didn't miss it. Now, now, can Magic Kingdom obviously handle that kind of closure better than other parks? Sure. Absolutely. But yeah, we didn't miss it. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm on board with that. I'm not. You know, it's not something I'm going to wait longer than twenty or thirty minutes. Twenty for. minutes. Uh, I'm right there with you. Okay. Well, my next not worth it is Soren. We've talked about this already, how much I hate that line. Look, I love this attraction, but get a fast pass for it. Don't stand in this line. It's just not worth it. I know your I know your logic, I know your trivia reasoning, whatever, but to me it's not worth it to stand in this line. I think it's easy enough to get a fast pass for this ride. So there's no need to stand in the line. Unless it's again, unless it's a fifteen or twenty minute wait, then I'm okay with it. But it's generally not, unless you go first thing. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys have heard earlier in the podcast, you heard my opinion on this. It's never going to be a 15- to 20-minute wait. So here's where you choose the right side or the dark side. You become a Jedi or you, you join a... The Sith? Yeah, Darth Vader and, and all the other clowns. It's a great attraction. I mean, you, <laughs> it's worth the wait. And Play I'm not trivia. arguing that it's a great attraction. We're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. Okay. Well, I think I don't want to argue it to death. So, what's uh, what's your next one? Next one is is one I know we both agree with each other on. I'm I, so we can just share this one. I I don't know where you had it in your top five. It's Peter Pan. Okay, that was that was next for me. So pretty much same spot. So I, I I'll go ahead and say while I enjoy the queue, been through it once. Keep that in mind, and it was a, a quick version of it, and that was enough. And that was enough. I, the attractions dated. It's dated, and at the age that, in the thrill, I'm almost I'm not a thrill junkie, but I do enjoy thrills. It's not worth it. Now, if you poll kids, you know, folks with you know, and Pete has has a little girl, but she's so young, I don't know that she would necessarily she wouldn't appreciate it at this point. So she she will someday, and we'll wait in that line when she does. But but you're right. It's what they've done to the queue has helped the queue because it used to be even worse. But the ride at the end doesn't justify the long waits that this thing pulls in. I mean, 90 minutes to 100 minutes plus for this ride that's a minute and a half long dark ride. Well, I mean, what what they've done with the queue is necessary. 
you this ride and and for those that maybe have not been going to Disney for years, it's had this kind of wait forever. Well, yeah, and with Seven Dwarfs right there, the lines were getting mixed because the line for Peter Pan would extend back so far. If if basically they changed they they made this queue more enjoyable and it is very fun. I mean, it's a fun queue. But they had to. I mean, it was ridiculously boring. And so it, the finished product, you know, we're talking start to finish here. Once you get out of that queue and onto that ride, 48 seconds later, you're not going to be happy. I mean, it's just going to be like, man, why did I wait? <laughs> Unless you've got a, you know, a, a six-year-old daughter. Yeah, that, and that's still, I don't, you know, we, I don't have a, a child, and and Pete's little girl is too young to experience Disney. To appreciate point. it. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's different. Our opinion may vary from from other folks. Okay. You got. I'll let you go next. You're probably going to disagree with this one, but Toy Story Midway Mania. Can I stop you before you say your reasons? Is it because of the closure of the third track? Or is it, did you feel this way prior? I felt this way prior. Okay, go ahead. I wouldn't ride this ride without a Fast Pass. And my only experience waiting in line for this without a Fast Pass was prior to the third track opening. Back in the days of 120, 130, 140 minute waits for this ride. And I got on the attraction and I was underwhelmed after that long of a wait. You were underwhelmed? Yeah, because... It's a cool. It's a cool attraction, right? I mean, it, it's, but, a, it's a very cool attraction. But it's just it's underwhelming to me. It's like after all this build up, this hour and twenty minute wait, hour and forty minute wait, you're on this attraction and you're just pulling a string. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's such a toy reference too. I mean, think of Woody. You just pull the string and Woody goes. And I, I get that. I get that. I get the appeal of it. I get the Toy Story appeal of it. But I'm not waiting that long for this ride. So you're right. I, I disagree with you here. This was this is one of those that falls into the category of rides. I would maybe they're not worth the wait, but they're not not worth it. I mean, this is something that again, it's a staple of a Disney vacation for me. We will be riding Toy Story Mania, as you've heard previously in every other episode. I'm a Toy Story freak. I love it. I grew up on it. I wish they were not doing a Toy Story four. You know, I wish that it would have ended because we all kind of died with Andy there. I mean, when he. When he gave his toys away, it was it was kind of the end. But Toy Story is one of those attractions. Toy Story is one of those movies, attractions, Disney experiences that lives on forever with kids. I mean, think about it. Your daughter will watch Toy Story. Yeah. Your daughter will want to ride Toy Story Midway, Midway Mania. I mean, it's the, when you when you understand what the theming is when you walk in that queue, you've just shrunk to the size of a toy. No, I and I get that. Ah, oh, man, I. I I love that attraction. But I can't get that for an hour and a half. I guess there's a threshold. I'm probably waiting 90 minutes for it. Okay. That's just me. I would not. So So moving on, my neck's not worth it. It's almost going to sound like I'm contradicting myself because I rave about it. It's frozen. Nothing wrong with the queue. The queue's fantastic. Nothing wrong with the attraction. Attraction's fantastic. I personally would not wait for Frozen if I did not have a fast pass. That's and all I, I agree have. with That's you. All I, have I agree with you. That's um, it. When when this was Maelstrom, the Maelstrom <laughs> oh queue my was God. terrible. Oh my gosh! <laughs> all Here you had goes. to look at was that was that giant picture of the like Viking guy working the oil rig. That's all you had to look at the whole time, and it was just back and forth and back and forth. The, they've done they've done a lot to this queue, and it, and the queue is good, but. But you're right. I, I I don't think that this is a ride that's worth waiting 90 or 100 minutes for. 
Yeah, you know. I'm getting a fast pass. Right. I mean, it's one of these I, I will clamor for a fast pass. I can give you a prime example. We did Epcot two days. First day, didn't ride it, didn't have a fast pass. Second day that we went, we had a fast pass, rode it. My uh, my mom has seen Frozen and has, has uh, around children of the age group that enjoy Frozen. So she thought the queue, you know, the theming was fantastic. And she thought the attraction itself was really good. And, and she has been to Disney multiple times, so she remembers Maelstrom. But for me personally... We all fondly remember Maelstrom. R.I.P. I mean, for me personally, it's just it's not one I'd wait for without a fast pass. And that's all I have. I mean, that's all I have. I have no knock on the attraction or queue. Just not something for me. And, and likewise, my last one is the same way. And it's Rock and Roller Coaster at Hollywood Studios. Nothing wrong with the attraction. Love the attraction. Think it's a great attraction. Hate the queue. Hate being outside waiting, you know, going back and forth and up the ramp. And once you get inside the studio, things get a little bit better. But I really dislike the queue outside, and it always seems like it's it takes forever. Yeah, I mean, this, this is probably one of the worst queues in Disney World, and it, it's also a very short ride. The only reason I'd say it's worth it is because what, what the heck else are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, if you're at Hollywood Studios, I mean, you might as well wait in line for this. And so if I'm going to apply the same... I guess principle to this one. I, I I am not gonna go to Hollywood Studios and not do rock and roller coaster. You tell me I can't get a fast pass, I'm in I'm in the queue. Yeah. Well, and if you go early enough, you can ride it three times anyway before the sure. line gets long. So And this is one of those queues as well. I mean and we've hit queues and there's an episode on it, but once you get inside and you have, you know, Aerosmith kind of leading the way, that's pretty neat. That's a pretty cool experience. It is. It is. My last not worth it should have been the first not worth it. And I mean this so emphatically. The queue is terrible. The attraction is terrible. It's miserable. It's got to be Cali River Rapids. Oh, God. I this, this is in competition with Stitch, for me, for the worst attraction at Disney World, hands down. I, I can rant on this because I, stu- I sat and stood in this queue last time I went. For how long? 45 minutes. Ugh. 44 minutes too long to be honest. And, with and you. what did you and what did you see while you were in the queue? Nothing. The way this queue's built, there's a lot of you know there's not railings. I mean, there's more almost like benches. I constantly would sit, stand up, move, sit, stand up, move, sit, stand up, move. Experience nothing and then for this short attraction, I just I had no interest in getting wet. This to me is Disney's most off the shelf kind of ride because literally all it is is you're in this raft. There's no story. There's no theming. It's terrible. You're in this. Yeah, you're in this raft. You go down a, a waterfall. Everybody gets soaked except for like one person maybe, and that's it. The, the, this is as off the shelf as it gets, unless you go to Dino Land and check out some of those attractions. I mean, it's yeah. it's the same level. This ride, I don't care if this is five minutes. You're you're going to leave upset. It's not an attraction I would recommend doing. That's that's all I've got to say. I mean, Pete, if you have anything to add, please feel free. No, I I don't. I I hundred percent on this with you. Well, you want to hit some uh maybe a couple honorable mentions and then maybe one ride that's neither worth it or not worth it. Just kind of a a ride that fell in the middle. Okay. Um, let's go. Let's go. Honorable mention for worth it. Honorable mention, worth it. I would say one ride that neither one of us talked about that when I go to Disney World, I'm going to wait in line for 
is Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm with you there. Because the queue, while it's not as themed as some of the other queues that we've talked about tonight, there's enough there to keep people interested. It's kind of exciting. As long as they don't have that whole front area open. It's, uh, yeah, okay, well, I agree with you there. But if we're talking, we're going to wait no matter what. I'm with him. And and make sure you look in the jail cell where they're playing chess. <laughs> because there's a reason they have become skeletons playing chess. Look at the chessboard. Tweet us, email us, let us know when you realize why they've become skeletons. That would have been a good trivia question, probably. That would have been. And that, and I'm sure we have at least one listener that, that will uh, will figure it out and, and shoot us an email or a tweet. But, you know, this is one of those, I hit it earlier with Space Mountain, it's an air condition. The only difference here is the theming's much better. The theming really fits the story you're about to experience. And then the attraction itself is awesome. It, and it's it's not a it's not like Peter Pan where it's a, a minute and thirty second attraction. Nope. Pirates of the Caribbean is a long boat ride. It's got all the right elements. It's kind of spooky at first. You go down a drop, so you've got kind of the thrill ride aspect. Then it gets kind of happy and silly, and and you're out. But what's the best element? Let's talk about the five senses. The, it's the, the smell. Smell. Oh my god. It's when, my last. You know, I'm not, my fiance and mom are, are listeners of the podcast, and they both were like, "What is this? What's the smell?" Pete always talks about. I uh, I found a girl on the Mendu Disney trip. I found a girl that that smelled like that, and I followed her around creepily for about 15 minutes. <laughs> not my proudest moment. We should probably edit that out. We'll see what happens. Moving to our last honorable mention, and we're gonna hit a not worth it here. Is it Space Mountain? It's not. It, it come on now. should be. We're gonna we're gonna fly back over to Epcot and look at something that I think you can see from space, Spaceship Earth. Not worth it. The rides, you know what? I'll reserve my comments. I'll let you go first here. It's a classic Disney ride. It's it's a ride that I want to ride every time I go to Disney World. It's a ride that you can always get a fast pass for no matter what, unless you're there on New Year's Day. I'm not waiting in line for this ride. I'm getting a fast pass or I'm not riding it. You know, I'm trying to think... I, 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 there's not been a Disney trip that I went to Epcot that I decided not to ride this one. With that being said, since Fast Pass has got, <laughs> you know, got uh, created, there has not been a time I went to Disney World and did not find a Fast Pass for this. This attraction is fun. It's interesting, especially if you like history. Let me stress to you that there are some really neat animatronics that take you through time travel. Is it cool to say you were inside of the Epcot Ball, which is casually the name of what what that uh, you know gigantic sphere is? Yeah, it's pretty neat. And if you pay attention towards the end of the attraction, you will see the actual panels that create the outside of the Epcot Ball because you do go all the way, you know, close enough to the top, you know, where you can see it. But this is not an attraction that that I'd wait for. I'm with Pete here. We say if you don't get a fast pass for this, don't don't ride it. But we say that knowing that you'll be able to get a fast pass for it. So, yeah, never never not been able to get a fast pass for it. Now, lastly, I think there's one attraction, at least one, that we've left off that would maybe fall into the. I'm not going to say that it's it's worth it, but I'm not going to say that it's not worth it. I can think of two. Okay, so they're they're both at Magic Kingdom. Okay, you. I'll let you go first. 
The the first one I can think of is Haunted Mansion. I can think of three then. Okay. We'll okay. stay in Magic Kingdom. We have two more after this. Well, and my reasoning for that is the Haunted Mansion queue is they've done a lot to it. They've made it more interactive, but you really don't want to wait in that queue if you can avoid it. This is another one we've talked about. The rides, the ride is worth it. What? But, yeah. What principle are you going to apply? I mean, is the ride worth it? Yes. Haunted Mansion is a must do when you go to Disney World. Ninety, maybe eighty-five percent of the queue, not that much fun. But the fifteen percent that's fun is it is, worth waiting in line for? Yeah, I mean maybe. it is. It is. I'd say it's. I'd say it's close enough to the worth it. It's like Icarus, like he's getting close enough to the sun. It's close enough to the worth it that. It's something that I feel like you would spoil your Disney vacation if you did not do. Okay. Now, I do not advise you to wait 100 minutes for this. Get a fast pass. Yep, I'm with you. Next one, Seven Doors Mine Train. Yeah. This one, okay. That's one of those 50-50 toss-ups. Because I'm not waiting 180 minutes. No, absolutely not. Would you I'm wait, wait 60 30? or 40? Yes. Yeah, probably. We've waited 40. I mean, yeah, I'd wait 40. And so that kind of constitutes is like, it's not that short of a wait, it's not that long of a wait, but it's worth the attraction. The theming, one of the coolest parts about this this roller coaster, if we can call it that, I know it's kind of a, a, um, a children's version of a roller coaster. Each individual section, your train, I guess, sways, rocks, rocks yeah. and sways individually. That's pretty cool. And there, it's it's unbelievably smooth. And then for these folks, and for Pete and I included, we love Snow White. The theming's fantastic. The end of the ride is one of the best parts when you see Snow White and the dwarves dancing together, and then you see you-know-who waiting outside with a certain apple. So that's one of them that's maybe not worth it, but also it's, it's not not worth it. I mean, it's an attraction you want to ride. And then our last last one, Pete, you want to hit it? Yep, I think I, I think I know where you're going here. Um, Jungle Cruise. The Jungle Cruise kind of is a quintessential part of any Disney trip, but you don't want to wait a hundred minutes in line for it. This one is. I, it, it's I very, have. It's very I mean, Disney. Why do you not want to wait a hundred minutes? Because the queue's terrible. However, the queue's awful. But I've done it before. However, this is a wild card attraction because if you get the right captain of your boat. I mean, this is a, this is one of the top attractions at Disney. If you get someone who's if you get not, a, if you get a dud, or you get a boat that doesn't participate, uh, yeah, I agree with both. I mean, if you get a boat that doesn't want to want to get into it and and really joke and have fun, or if you get someone who's captaining your boat who chooses to not really get into the theme and and say those kind of nerdy jokey, you know, jokes, it, it's Corny, different. Yeah. Now we're speaking Disney here, so we don't have very many. Uh, we don't have very many experiences that don't fall under great category. So Jungle Cruise is probably the last wild card I had. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same page with you there. So I guess that really kind of wraps it up, right? I mean, again, very similar. Well, sort of similar to the favorite rides on the you know the rides that we said that were worth it, but some disagreement on the rides that are not worth it. I have some cues that I absolutely hate, and, and Tom, I think you do too. Well, I mean, we had a few disagreements, uh, you know, across the board, you know. I but now some of them did overlap, where you said not worth it, I said worth it. 
I think this is something that, that's interpreted by everyone's Disney experience and what you look for. If you're not a thrill seeker, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, Test Track, big th- I mean, those rides won't fall into your wheelhouse. But we would love to hear your feedback. I mean, we'd love for you guys to shoot us an email, tweet at us, and let us know what are the rides that you quantify as worth it or not worth it. And, and what's the longest you would wait in line for Space Mountain? So I can rub that in Tom's face. Say 190 minutes. Because 200, <laughs> we're all turning around. I'm turning around at 45. But anyway, all right, I think that wraps us up there. Let's go to the trivia question and the secret of the week. Tom, what do we got this week? Yeah, we're going to uh, gonna hit the secret of the week, followed by a trivia winner from last week. We had to cut the week a little bit short. Uh, we did already have a winner. And then we'll hit our new trivia question. So starting with the Disney secret of the week, we all have seen Cinderella Castle. It looks like it's a real castle, right? Well, did you know that no brick or stone was used in the construction of this castle? Be the first one in the history of castles, I'm sure. It was completed using fiberglass, concrete, steel, cement, and a little bit of plaster. So when you guys go into Magic Kingdom, maybe tomorrow, in the next three weeks, three months, three years... Take a minute to look at it, and, and Disney has covered their tracks well because I think 95% of people would believe that it was brick and stone that built that uh, that beautiful castle. Yeah, it looks like a real castle. Moving on to our trivia question from last week. In Walt Disney World's Carousel of Progress, how many different theaters are there? This is one that, that tricked Pete a little bit, too, after after we got off recording, he guessed. It was, uh, it was six. It's six different theaters. So when that rotates, obviously we discussed it. Are there really six theaters? There are theaters? six. We discussed it last week that you know there's multiple theaters, and you look right and left, you can see them. There's six theaters. And the easiest way to figure that out is look at how many scenes there are. And, and you can figure out that there are six theaters there. So how many seats are there in each theater? Seats? Yeah. We'll save that for another trivia question. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, because... Just just think about the volume of guests. You you know, let's say there's 200 seats in each theater. See, I would have guessed 180. So, I mean, maybe that's close. Uh, okay. But, I mean, six theaters, that's 1,200 guests per, per show cycle, which is what, 20 minutes? Yeah, probably 16 to 20 minutes. So, I mean, that's that's huge. You know, 6,000 guests an hour? Disney I mean, needs more attractions like that. Go, I mean, go, I don't know. I mean... Go compare that to other attractions. I bet there's more output than you would think. To our trivia question for this week, what was the first movie filmed at Walt Disney World? Now, let me make sure. We're not talking specific to Hollywood Studios, correct, Pete? Correct. We're just talking the first movie filmed at Walt Disney World. First major motion picture release. So do not get that tricked up with something that was produced in Hollywood Studios. It may have been there. It may have not been there. But we're talking Walt Disney World in itself, the first major production movie filmed in Walt Disney World. Look forward to the answers. That's all I've got. All right. Well, with that, we'll close it out for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.